Bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers. The Buffalo Bills podcast here for the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. 24 to 6 was the final. Have I got that right? 26 to 5. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? Uh, it, it went pretty much uh, actually worst case scenario because we were in it just long enough to think that maybe we had a shot. Then suddenly we did not. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. I'm feeling good and our draft picks are climbing up. And fresh off a verbal altercation with a 23-year-old Pats fan, it's the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Suki. You know, I ain't got no fucking time for you Pats fans coming to a fucking Bills bar. I built this fucking Bills bar and your ass ain't welcome here. This episode, like every episode, brought to you by MyBookie. You bet, you play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code BEERS. Find us online on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, search on iTunes, Stitcher, every place but Google Play, basically. And tell your friends, neighbors, loved ones, everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, one more Pats game in the book. Woo! Uh, we have not scored a touchdown now in... Seven quarter, uh, nine quarters. I'm almost 40 years old. It's, it was nine quarters ago that we scored a touchdown. So uh, let's not waste anybody's anybody else's time um, and just get right into it, gang, shall we? So 24-6, are we confirming that was the final? Is that, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I, I kind of stopped watching for the last nine minutes of Nobody real time. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, it wasn't all bad, however. Sure Incredibly, it wasn't all bad. Uh, we're going to get into what was bad. Why, I don't know. 25 to 6. Yeah, sure. Uh, Cass, we'll start with you. You're Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. And I know that we complain a lot about the offense, but I really liked what I saw out of Zay Jones today. Yes. I, okay. I, yes. I think it's he's, happening. He's becoming a wide receiver. Uh-huh. I mean, there were shot, like images of Bobby Woods, you know, and what he did for the Bills coming through from Zay Jones. And I know last year he was kind of all over the place. This year we didn't know what we were going to get. I'm not saying he's a number one, but he is coming across as a solid number two, but on this team, number one. I mean, we could talk at great length about Matt Milano, about Tremaine Edmonds, who's having a super game, pretty much anybody on the defensive side of the ball, because really could not have asked for more from them tonight. Uh, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept your challenge, Cassie, and uh, go with the guy we've been talking about quite a bit recently, and Chris Ivory, who... You know, take it or leave it, Bills fans. He's a better running back for this team right now than LaShawn McCoy. Get your fucking mind around the fact that Chris Ivory is better than LaShawn McCoy right here, right now. And where else would you rather be? Suge, coming to you now. Actually, I want to give an honorable mention to the guy sitting behind us who throughout the game was just saying, Come on, boys! Uh, Offense, defense, didn't really matter. I kind of really appreciated that from him. Uh, Yeah. You're, you're one of my MVPs of tonight, buddy. Yeah, that guy was great because he was just come on, boys. Here. You know, no Bills gear, no nothing. Just like he wasn't wearing I've Bills never gear. Seen meter before, but I wonder if he was a better. I, bet he, I wonder if he plays the better. Maybe my no, but, but they they were legitimately Bills focused. Come they on, said, boys. Oh, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you run that? But they, they, I feel like they felt invested in the team. So for and, every uh, for every come on, boys, we got a come on, boys. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then the beauty of it was that he wasn't a fucking Pats fan. 
Uh, so my Labatt Blue player of the game is going to be and continues to be Matt Milano. All right. Yeah. Just, I mean, stop. Stop all the nonsense of Tremaine Edmonds is better. Tremaine Edmonds did a great job. I don't today. think anybody has said that, but okay. Really? You don't think that the the popular opinion is I feel, that I feel Edmonds that like people are just assume that he at one point he will should be, be better, better and, and will and, right? Like but but you know, Matt Milano, I mean the the touchdown saving pass, you know, in, in, in uh, I can't remember against the Titans. Who was that against? Oh, tonight he had one. Well, yeah, and then and then tonight he had one. So so this guy is made just you know, game they almost had a pick six. Plays. Almost had a pick six. Almost had a pick six, and that nobody been... can blame him for not catching. No, that no, ball, no, no. Right? But that would have been the difference in the game, by the way. But they scored. I mean, up, like scored we used to talk about the legend to Kiko, but like, man, talk about someone that's always around the ball, always making plays, uh, especially for someone who doesn't deserve it. If that's not Buffalo, I mean, I don't know what is. You got to feel bad for this defense at this point because as we talk now about the Jenny Cremail bummers of tonight's game. It's really hard to think of anybody outside of the offense. And, I mean, this defense, you know, they didn't show up last week against Indianapolis. You kind of can't blame them. Like, after the effort they made in Houston, after the effort made tonight, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they, if we just got steamrolled next week by the Bears because the defense is kind of like, yeah, we're exhausted. We're tired of carrying this team. So I'm going to start. Uh, Jenny Cremel, bummer of today's game. Russell Bodine. Yes. Um, we have not really been calling out individuals on the offensive line much this year just because it's it, the offense has just been a, a holistic mess. But there were twice today when he just completely whiffed on a guy coming right up through the gap who tackled Shady for a loss. I'm curious to see if we, we do the round robin and nobody mentions Shady and his one yard on 11 carries after the first carry of the game. But he was not getting a lot of favors from the, his offensive line, namely... Russell Bodine, uh, and you know what? What else can you say about this team? Uh, I've got another one that I want to come back to that I want to conclude with after I hear what you guys have to say. But for now, I'm, I'm going to stick with our boy RB. Suge, coming to you now. I I I want to talk about Shady, and I know that I have faith in this group that we're not going to talk about Shady. But I want to talk about the fact that it's Brandon Bean. I'm sorry, mm. this. Group, his ability to, to get free agents and draft offense has been a disaster. Well, no, he did, he did bring in Chris Ivory. Well, yeah. And well, then, what, and what, then what did I say today? Is he playing Chris, him? Chris Ivory is the non whiff free agent equivalent of hitting a stand up triple down he five with two outs in the bottom in, of the ninth. So let's not, let's, okay, let's forget about Vontae Davis. No, so please walk all over that time. analogy if it's best. You know, better let's, let, let's quit over, let's, let's forget about that. But let's talk about. You know, who was the one receiver that retired before he even started? The old fucker. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Great. And then we got the Jeremy guy from Curley. Philly. Jeremy Curley. Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. All these players. <laughs> it's not even that they sucked. They didn't even fucking play. They just, like, they just came there and then all hell broke loose and they didn't even fucking play. So Great. The reason we haven't made a move before the, dr the trade deadline, the reason we haven't done anything, is because we have all these cap problems. And then next year, uh, oh my time out. God. We have ten and a half million dollars. Exactly, right now. and that's going to roll over this, next year. This, that's going to roll over next year, and that's going to give us so much opportunity to build this offense. But 
just like Josh Allen has never done anything in college to prove that he can do anything in this NFL, this administration has never done anything to prove that they can do anything to draft an offensive player. You name me one good offensive player that they have drafted outside. Zay Jones. Deion Dawkins was a was a band-aid for Cordy Glenn. I'm just busting. We want to really need I don't, I don't disagree with the the, the the spirit of your premise. I don't. Right? I mean, just like this. I'm mean, sorry. These guys have brought in people after people after people. What's going and on the here? Fat, the saddest thing is that they haven't even been the the, the character people. Right? They have. It's, it's 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 Kelvin Benjamin who just gave up on the team. It's the fucking guy who gave up at halftime. I got to believe that when most of our listeners are getting this podcast, Kelvin Benjamin's no longer going to be a Buffalo Bill. At this point, they're probably just going to Yeah, gonna we wish that. It's not going to happen. Cass, coming to you now. Janie Cremail, bummer of today's game. And remind you, I still have one in the chamber. Yeah, I... If it's not shady, you deserve to be it shot. It's not shady. You know, you know why? I had coming into this game, I was thinking it was going to be terrible. I'm expecting this to be down 21 nothing to start the second quarter. So, overall, I'm like... This is, this is, it was a victory in my book because we are in it for three quarters of the game, right? Yeah. So my Jenny Cremel bummer of the game goes to the ESPN broadcast. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. And you fair. know why? Because we don't see a lot of primetime games, you know? And we always see usually the, like, groundswell, the lowest of the low of broadcasting units, right? And... From their graphics package to their tag team broadcasts in the booth to Booger McFarlane and his like lame ass like seat that moves up and down the stadium, it was terrible. Could we see a replay when there's a penalty? Right? And they were they were so proud of their like graphics packages that they put together, the little Josh Allen, Nate Peterman. Uh, Derek Anderson Tom at Niagara Brady. Falls, Tom, Tom Brady like breaking the the folding table and the tailgate, the little haunted house, like <laughs> all of that stuff sucked, and they had to weave it into the broadcast because you know what? Oh, we spent all this time and all this money on all these graphics, and it made zero point, and they did it at places in the game where I was like, no, actually, I'd really like to see the replay on the holding call or on the first down that we got, or the reason why Derek Anderson's on his ass because he almost got sacked and we missed converting a third down. But, no, I have to see this Niagara Falls, like, graphics package you put which, together. Which seemed to be, like, it seemed like they were going for, like, comically bad CGI. But, like, I don't think that ESPN, especially the Monday Night Football crew that's been much maligned this year, I don't think that they have the equity right now to to do, like, ironically bad. No. Because they're just bad. No, and, and the graphics at the bottom were terrible, and their color scheme, terrible. I'm sorry. If this is what a primetime game is, I don't want one. I'm good. <laughs> I am good with CBS at noon every single Spiro week. Spiro yeah. Spiro, bring you back. And Solomon Mokai. The, the wisdom of Solomon was better than anything we saw. I will say, Cass... When I saw this game on the schedule, one thing that I was, like, legitimately excited for, granted, I am a big Halloween fan. I thought we were going to see, like, a ton of spooky graphics tonight. They were kind of incorporated. Oh, oh, 
Oh, wait, wait, I forgot. I was just reminded. The woman on the sidelines that's dressed like Nantucket, like the Nanook of the North, and it's not that freaking cold out. It's still October. I'm sorry. So the one I had chambered, I want to get into this now because for Jesus, this is the 10th year we've been doing this podcast. And the one thing that I have been really resistant to do in those 10 years of horrible Buffalo Bills football, because let's face it, it's been bad. Tonight was bad. It's been bad all this time. (laughs) The one thing that I have been resistant to do is blame the offensive coordinator. I would go to the mat and I would argue through thick and thin down to the bone that it was the quarterback's fault, that it's the quarterback who has the ball in his hand. But at this point, I can't imagine that our offense is historically, I mean, we came out running the goddamn wing tee tonight. Now that might tell you what we have in terms of faith in our personnel, but then we abandoned it after the first drive. So was it some like one drive gimmick? That doesn't seem like a process to me. That doesn't feel like a plan. But when you look at Brian Dable's NFL career pre-Bills, this dude has been in the bottom five of the NFL in every meaningful offensive statistic every time he's been an offensive coordinator. And you can say, well, he had Matt Castle. Well, he had Derek Anderson in Cleveland. He's had nothing but crappy quarterbacks. But at this point... One would assume, what a great time to hire him into fucking Buffalo when we have nobody at fucking quarterback. Excellent point. But one would also assume that he would have had somewhere along the line of like the 13-3 and Dick Duran Chicago Bears year. Like that blind squirrel. He's been around the block long enough now that he should have been able to put it together. And whatever we're trotting out on the, onto the field right now that's masquerading as an offense, sure as shit doesn't look like one. And I hear that we have receivers who can't get open, and we've got a we are a running back who dances behind the line of scrimmage. I get all that, but at the same time, I'm watching the Patriots execute simple plays that you don't need to be a superstar to pick up six or seven yards on an out route on first down, and then when it's second and three. You've made it easy on yourself. And not all those wide receivers are wide open. Stay tuned to Bills and Beers social media because one thing that I am committed to doing is an analysis of the 2018 season and what the results have been every time we've tried to run the ball under center on second and 10. Now, I don't know this for sure because I don't presently have the numbers in front of me, But I can tell you with a lot of confidence, it ain't pretty. And also, I want to take a moment and talk about what happens if we do that. We have Shady McCoy versus Chris Ivory. Time out. We've already had that discussion. I can't. When they line up under center on second and ten, and there are five people in this bar that we can audibly hear say, please don't run the ball. And they do three times tonight. I can't help. But look at the offensive coordinator and say, buddy, you got a bunch of people in a bar on a Monday night who seem to know better than you. 
What are we paying you? But it's not about just the play. It's also about who the fuck is running the I'm ball. I'm not having this chicken versus the egg conversation right it's now. It's about who runs the ball. I've been having this I'm conversation sorry. since Chris 2006. Chris Ivory can run that ball in the pocket with the box filled way better than... Now you're just saying football terms. Way better than McCoy has ever been able to do. Can we? The chicken and the egg doesn't exist anymore. We're we're all fucking wrong. Yes. It's both the chicken and the egg. Correct. Both of them are, if not fully, the hen house is not, vacant. Yes. In yes. Bill's nation. And, and 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 I'm sorry. How much play action have, did we see A from lot. the Patriots today? Let's pick that up. Why don't we try something like that? Seemed to work for them every single fucking time. You know what's amazing is that. They ran play action, even though the fact that they couldn't run yeah, the ball. They didn't even need to. They had minimal they yardage running the ball, and yet Guys, they were I, running I, play action look, all the time. They, th- tonight was the first time since 2012 they didn't score a touchdown through three quarters. Let's not pretend like that whatever the Patriots did tonight was super effective. It actually was not. So I, 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 I hear you. I agree but with if that. We, if, so when they played the Chiefs, they had to score, what, 45 points to win? Yeah, but we they also... They had to score seven points to yeah, win tonight. Yeah, but, but here's, seven. The, here's the thing. We weren't threatening them. Did at any point Tom Brady look like he was nervous and didn't feel like he had the entire game under control? It's the first time since 2012 I, that they didn't score a touchdown through three quarters. They're all, they're all, I'm, and look, I only say this because I'm also really, really, really knee-jerk and arguing with people who say relative to the Bills offense, well, look what Tom Brady can do. <laughs> Guys, like we, we have been the victims of proximity to the New England Patriots and Tom Brady for far too long that that's what our expectations for an offense are. And, and I hear you that we should expect more than what we have, but to expect with it, who cares at this point? Let's just get Bill or Jeff or somebody on the line and talk about something else. We'll probably talk about the same stuff regardless of who calls in. But, Was uh, it 20 of 39? Is that what we just saw? 20 of 39 for 290 yards. Who? If, if you were if Brady? Josh if Josh Allen had that, would you be happy? 20 of 39 for 290 yards. 290. So just so just over, over 50%. With with Nate Peterman's yards, we went over 300 yards by a quarterback today. Right, but 2 20 of 39 for 290 yards. That's Derek Anderson's numbers. Oh, he got the 290 then? Yeah, he got to 290. Oh, man. That's what I was rooting for at the end of the game, was for him to get the 300. First first quarterback in Bill's uniform to do so since Kyle Orton in regulation. On a day of anemic offense. Anyways, let's get Bill or Jeff on the phone. We're going to Bill because he really wants to talk to oh, us. Oh, good. Now for Mr. Fix It, he's the so much anchor. He's the he's the hardest working landlord in Chicago, living in Milwaukee. It's Buffalo Bill. Just Nick- fix it. <laughs> Just fix it. Uh, Buffalo Bill Nichols. Good to have you back, Yo, man. Look. Haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. What are you fixing yeah, about no. these Buffalo Bills? It's been a while. It's been a while, guys. Uh, hey, at least we were. Hey, Bill, there. are you uh, dead? Are you coming to us from the great beyond? Because last I heard you had pneumonia and were dying. You okay? Yeah, no, I had pneumonia. I wasn't dying. I feel good now. I still got a lingering cough. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Baby, I, feel, I got you I some albuterol if you need it, okay? Is that the stuff? The uh, question was, what are you fixing about <laughs> these Buffalo Bills? Well, 
here's the thing. And I was just, but no, I was just expressing my my joy for being able to at least watch three quarters of football, not expecting uh, us to at least hang in there for that long. Uh, and you guys will probably be able to take this metaphor a little bit longer than I can, or a little bit further than I can. Uh, however, I, I kind of liken this, I liken this situation to the Bills building this kick-ass house with, you know, top-of-the-line security. You know, no one can break it. You know, this defense is just, they're, they're solid, man. It's like, damn, that place, fuck, they're protecting that house. Well, we just forgot about a little thing. The walls, the roof, anything <laughs> yeah. that would make it a house. Because in any yeah. competition, you got to score points to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just like, we forgot that we're stuck inside and we need a way. <laughs> we can't even get out. We can't even get out of our own place, man. We can't get out of our own way. We've we got, got no way furniture. We've got no address. We've got no driveway. We have no electricity, We've no water, nothing. no running water. We've got a beautiful yeah. plot of land and jack shit to put on it. Yeah, I mean. But we got the internet, baby. Quite precisely. <laughs> that we're stealing from our neighbor. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know what? We so, might have some nice land with some fracking potential yeah, underneath. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Terry Pagula. We are sitting on top of a, sh- of a shale, like a shale shelf that just like stretches on for days. Yeah. Fuck, so you think New Era feels on so top wait, of some frack- fracking? So what was it about the Buffalo hey, Bills? Bobby, that, hold on. That what is it about the Buffalo Bills that you're fixing? The oh, house? fixing our inability to score points uh-huh. and our our defense being our defense being solid. Can we get you on the line with Brian Dable then, so we can fix this sooner rather than later? Uh, he, dude, you can't throw that on Brian Dable. Yes, I What's can. The, yes, no, I you, can. No, you can't. Why? Because Charles Clay cannot extend his hands far enough because because uh, it's been Jeff- eight quarters without a touchdown. Charles yeah, Clay bro. being unable to put his hands out on one play does not eight quarters without a touchdown make. Dude, you are focusing your attention on Brian Dable. Is that really who you're going to focus your attention on? Yes, I am at this point because not only has it been eight quarters without a touchdown, it's been what? Or is it, has it been 11 of the last 12 without a touchdown? I mean, it's not, it's, it's not like Anderson was throwing the ball. Our offensive line is providing plenty of protection. They said it on the TV. None of the none of the receivers are getting any sort of separation. Is then that you have Brian to scheme them open. Then you have to design plays that get the wide receivers open naturally. Don't scheme leave it up. Don't open. leave it up to ability. Absolutely scheme them open. Run pick plays. Do what you can. Flood the zone. Create a guy yeah. coming out the backfield. He, Run he, play action. I don't care what you got to do. Do something other than line up and try to beat the guy in front of you because it's not good enough. And that's actually incorrect because Anderson threw to Clay, who was in double coverage, and just on the other side of Clay was Zay Jones running open. Lars, you know better than anyone. You cannot, you can't play this game with the offensive coordinator making up for the guys that we've got on the field. I will, I will give you one Bill, thing. Bill, I'm not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that a better offensive coordinator is three wins in the last three weeks. I'm not saying it's 120 points in the last three weeks. I'm saying it's more than one touchdown in the last eight quarters. So, yeah, I think we can lay that on the offensive coordinator. There is a wide gap right now between having an offense good enough to win games and having an offense that's watchable. And we're not even anywhere in between there. Yeah, I think that there's a big difference between our offense coordinator is not doing anything to help us and, oh, by the way, our 
offensive talent is horrible, right? So, I mean, I think it's it's reasonable. Even if we have a great offensive coordinator, they would not be able to do amazing things but without let me, our Hold talent. on. Let me come back to the point I made earlier. Why do we get? Why do we stop running the Wildcat? Why do we stop running the Wildcat in the wing tee? Why do, More why importantly, do we why that? did we start running the Wildcat right. if we weren't going to stick with exactly. it? Exactly. That's a coord- That's a coordinator decision. Or it's a head coach decision, which means they're not on the same page. It was but just if, gimmicky. And if, like gimmicky is not the game how you like, win. That's how you're going to move the ball, and then you give up after the first drive. Like, what kind of plan is that? Unless the plan was to continue, continuously move and change plays and change plays and change plays. You, guess what? You can't do that when you have a quarterback that's only been there for, what, three, four weeks. So, Bill, yeah, you're right. And I and I acknowledge that earlier that I, I, I am the last person to blame the offensive coordinator. But at this point, it's getting hard not to, man. I think it's just hard because what else are you going to talk about? And it's just like we haven't talked about that as a huge focus. Well, we've yet, gone through so. three quarterbacks. Shady. Do you want to fix Shady, maybe? I know. Is it Shady's it's, fault? I'm, this it's, is the new it's, Chinese. Is it partially Shady's fault? Yeah, but, but my question is, what's the answer? We scrap it all and start all over know, from the I fucking know. beginning that's, again? That's why I blew a gas. I mean, that's, and that's what we were talking about relative to Baker Mayfield today. They just fired the offensive coordinator and the head coach. Less than a half yeah. season after having the first overall pick that they used on a quarterback. After building a team to be built around this number one draft pick. Right, and we're doing the same thing. So I, I'm with you, Cass. And we're seeing it playing out in Cleveland where they're resetting now for the rest of the season, and then they're going to reset again after the season's over. And so guess, like, now it's a wasted year yeah, for your... What you want? Fucking I mean, done you want it. Mike I'm McCoy, just... who everyone wanted? No, I don't like, want Mike McCoy. It, I, that's, a, that's a false choice. I just want somebody to come in and actually do their fucking job and make the... Pl- I, I, don't, I don't care. You've got professional athletes all around you. Make them better. Make I them agree. better. There's so many coaches out there that make their players better. Just fucking do it. Chan Gailey. Just fix it. Yeah, just fix it. Chan, Chan Gailey had Scott Chandler. What, what, Nelson. I didn't remember his first name. Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson. Ryan Fitzpatrick. CJ Spiller. What do all those guys have in common? They're old enough to be in the league and not a goddamn one of them starting anywhere. And yet they figured out how to move the ball. Why? Because he schemed guys open. And when you don't have talented enough players to throw 50-50 balls all the time because you don't have a quarterback who's accurate enough, you don't have a number one wide receiver who can catch a goddamn thing, you got to scheme guys open. Bill, what were you drinking tonight in Milwaukee? That was actually good. Uh, that was the most argument. depressing shit because you were just, you just, Lars, no, you, you nailed it. That was, was so fucking sad because you're absolutely right. We had less talent. We have less talent argument. that we have right now, and and, and Lars Jesus, rest, Lars, rest your case. Thank you. Well, do you, I, I, the the prosecution rests. The defense, you, the floor is yours. The defense, no, we don't. The defense doesn't need any fixing. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. What were you drinking up there tonight? Uh, well, it's funny. I uh, I I didn't realize what I was drinking, like the specific name of it, until I looked at it, and I thought it was quite fitting. It's uh, and it's an APA by um. Central Waters, which is here in uh, Wisconsin, and, the eight, and it, it's called the HHG, which stands for Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Yep. <laughs> which is exactly what we were when it was 12 to 6. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't count for shit. It's exactly what we need uh, in order to have any wins uh, for the rest of this year. Get some horseshoes and hand grenades. 
Well, Billy, thank you for picking up the phone this week. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. We'll talk to you again on Sunday. Glad you're not dead. Until then, go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> Won't you step into my laboratory? As we mentioned up top, this episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Head over to MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code BEERS and get a 100% match on your first offer. Cass, I understand you had an interesting betting weekend last week, or yesterday, Yesterday, yeah. With the uh, Packers-Rams. Packers, I had them at plus 7.5. Todd Gurley, who is also my fantasy team, I did not need those points for him getting a touchdown. But when he took a knee about the three-yard line, it saved me my money. And Packers were able to cover with the points. I won a whole $4.65. I'm taking that one straight to the bank. Redaction. Sign up this week at MyBookie. We'll give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll uh, with that promo code BEERS. Uh, Follow them on Twitter. It's one of the more trusted places to bet your money. Uh, You play, you win, you get paid. Suge, any MyBookie action for you this week? You know, I was mostly betting on high school football, which is mostly illegal. So uh, I did not... Because mybookie.ag does not support illegal betting. Well, uh, there is a lot to bet on. College basketball tips off with Kentucky Duke and Michigan State, Kansas. Uh, College basketball? College football, NBA, NHL. You can place bets on mybookie all year round. Uh, So don't miss out. Uh, It's one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to mybookie right now and use that promo code BEERS and get a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code BEERS. You play, you win. You get paid. You know what? Fuck the Red Sox. Fuck the Patriots. Cool. Screw you, Boston. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. Tacos Calientes. Arriba. I want some taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with the Tacos Mas Calientes and La Faneta is Jam and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Jeff, how was the game tonight, you sober son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, uh, wasn't drinking during this one, which I'm not sure if that was a good or a bad idea. Not approved. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, if you had a job I mean, to go to tomorrow, you would have you would have been a lot happier. <laughs> what can we say about what can we say about this one? Another uh, another uh, disappointing primetime performance. Um, this one kept interesting for about three quarters of, of play until the inevitable transpired, which was the sort of the slow bleed that that was going to be opened up into a bigger hemorrhaging wound at some point. I mean, as we're, uh, as we're watching these two teams kind of exchange jabs, one of two things is going to happen. The Bills are going to suddenly land a haymaker, or the Patriots are. And it's not like we didn't know which was more likely to happen. Right. I mean, this is now, you know, um, the offense scored three points in this game. Um, I recognize the scoreboard at six. Three of those points came uh, following a Micah Hyde 35-yard 
punt return in which the offense then actually lost yards to have to kick a 51-yard field goal. Without Stephen without Stephen Hauschka, who is clearly the best player on this team from a position-to-position basis, or arguably the, the best player on this team. Relative to other players in his position around the league. That's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, I think relative to other positions, who, who is now, I think, 12 of 13 for field goals this year, including, I think, four of those or five of those from beyond 50 yards. Without Stephen Hauschka, this team, which is setting historic records for low worst offense and lowest points scored would be far, far worse. Um, I mean, he, he's currently one of the MVPs of our team, even though it's just he barely has had an opportunity to kick the ball because he, he's, what, kicked three extra points this year? Um, but this, as, you know... This is the most depressing segment yeah, I think geez, I've Jeff, ever way to, way to, like, dial it all back for everybody. You know, I mean, there's, there's nothing caliente. more to say. Yeah, Tacos Caliente is not Tacos Exhaustiante. <laughs> the, the, overwhelming, the overwhelming stat is... Sad tacos. In the last 53 offensive possessions... That Say the that Bills again. Last, last 53 offensive possessions. You kind of screw In straight. the last 53 offensive possessions, of which the Bills have started in their own territory, the Bills have zero touchdowns, and the, defense, the defenses that we're playing against now have three. Jesus. I mean that is that is record setting. With without the opposing defenses having three, that's that is alarming. Without the defenses having three, the stat is almost almost unheard of, particularly in today's NFL. And okay, so Je- is- so Jeff, hold on. I want to have the conversation with you that we just had with Bill that we had before that. Is it time to start blaming Brian Dable? Well, that was going to be my hot take. Go. Oh, you got to a hot take. Okay. So, 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 yes. I mean, I think, and 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 Lars, I don't know if blame is the correct word or not. It could be, but certainly question is 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 appropriate because that's that's a hot take. Because at some point, yes. Sorry if that's too soft. (laughs) But at some point, at some point, though, you know, when when. When, a, when, a, when an offense is as anemic as it is that we're putting on display, and yes, we can make every excuse in the book about the turnover at, at quarterback, which is a huge, huge impact. Sure. Um, but at some point, you said, well, you got to try something different. Now, to Dable's credit, we started off the game with something wildly different, and you know what? It was actually pretty effective. Until? Um, until we stop fucking doing it. it. Yeah, until we stop doing it. Yeah. You know, it was as if we had, you know, obviously we'd scripted these first 10 plays. It's like, hey, let's get creative and then let's go back to what we know doesn't work, which is, <laughs> you know, a first down run to Shake McCoy for negative two yards or whatever it is. Wait, um, honestly, I have a question for you guys. Would we be better if we just blindly, like, picked an offensive coordinator or like did it try like I feel like the odds would be better if we just blindly did not try rather than actually trying I mean let, let me this Mike Shope just tweeted this like try to wrap your head around this the Bills scored 27 points in the first half against Minnesota in the other seven games they've scored 16 Is that accurate? Wow. Wow. So here's the thing is that it's not about the offensive coordinator. It's not. It's it's all bad. It's all fucking bad, guys. 
And at the end of the day, who do you have to blame when it's all fucking bad? Your offensive coordinator has never done anything in the NFL. Your quarterback has never done anything in the NFL. Your backup quarterback is a fucking joke in the NFL. And your third-string quarterback, who is now starting, is a career backup in the NFL. And his only job is... So who the fuck do you blame? You blame the person that's supposed to build it all together. You blame fucking McBean. You blame the general manager who hired these fucking disasters in the offensive side. You blame McDermott who says he has a fucking process but has never, never had a fucking process for the offensive side of the ball. You blame fucking you. God damn it, you blame fucking the owners, right? But at the end of the day, you blame McBean. These guys did not fucking get ready. Yeah, you won. You got into the playoffs. Great. It wasn't because of you. It was in spite of you. You tried to choke. You tried to, you know, tank hey, maybe last that's what, maybe season. We should, maybe we should go back to trying to tank. If that's what we were trying to do last year. Yeah. Maybe we should have really like, done it. Yeah, like... I mean, hey, we got in the playoffs. Think left, go right. Like, literally, do exactly the opposite of what we're doing now. It can't get worse. So, maybe maybe, uh, Kelvin Benjamin's third-round pick would have been useful. So, redaction number two, it's 16 first-half points in the other seven games. Got it, got it, yeah. Well, you know, still still quite the That's less than three points in the first half over over seven games. That's why when, like, Bill was saying, well, when Charles Clay doesn't, no, I'm sorry. But, like, that is that is no longer, that's a trend. Yeah, it's it's no, it's not like, an, it's not isolated incidents. It's not isolated players. It's a, it's a system that is clearly not working. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't really know what the identity we're even trying to create is on offense. Um, you know, this, it, it's certainly one. That uh, that isn't that isn't working. Um, I, I, I'm I'm fine with firing Dable this offseason. I am fine with like overhauling the whole thing, getting getting a veteran in here and making and giving Josh Allen another year on the bench. You want Hugh Jackson or do you want his offensive coordinator? <laughs> I would actually take Hugh Jackson on the offense. Yeah, I would I would do that actually. Uh, but you know who's looking good, Jeff? Zay Tell Jones, me. baby. Zay Jones' stock look- is his, his stock is trending up. I'll give you that. Oh, um, trending up. His his. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. Let's. Hey, Cassie and Lars. Let's 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 you know. Let's get a. Let's one thing straight though. Is it's pretty relative on this roster. Okay. All right. I mean, when what, you're, when okay. you're being is, is this, is this tacos Andre caliente Holmes, number two? When you're being that are well, uh, obvious are obvious, obvious our obvious best wide receiver is is at best trending up. <laughs> Here's the thing. They look at it. Clearly, Lars gave Zay Jones his, his Matt Blue player of the game or something. I did. Cassie did, baby. Or Cassie did. And, and look at Zay Jones had a nice game, and, and we all we, I'm rooting for Zay Jones. But I'm just saying we're comparing him to. We're, we're. I'm just saying we're comparing him to Kelvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes, and who else? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly you know? don't know. No, I'm um, I'm comparing him to a wide receiver that today got open and when asked to catch the ball did. That's, uh, hey, and that is you're, all you're a right. player showing up, a player playing. That's right. right? Least, yeah. Players make plays. Players make at plays. least, at least, Nate Jones is gives. Looks like he's trying out there. I always give him that. Do you have another tacos calientes for us? Nah, I mean, what's there left to say? You know, I mean, we're two and six. Um, we're Wait. trending toward a. We're trending toward a top five pick, which will be exciting. Um, 
And there's going to be a massive overhaul on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, there just has to be. It's a complete and utter debacle in a, in a, in a season in which all teams are setting record numbers for offensive productivity, and we are one of we are going to go down as a historically poor offense. Yeah. How this much is, faith you know, do you have in this administration to build an offense? Uh, they get one more year from me, Suji. They get one more year from yeah, me. I agree, I, but I, I I'm fine with Brian Dable not being a part of it. Yeah, and I will say to the, the two. I'm not saying I defend Bean, but one, you know, there's two thing, two play, two things happened this offseason that they could not have predicted, and, and certainly sent us back, which is the unexpected retirement of Eric Wood and the CTE setting in for Richie Incognito. I guess and I don't. I, how much better would this team be with those two? Let's be honest. I'm not sure. It's, it, I'm just saying. Run game help. would be better. Yeah, the run game would probably be better. Yeah, but um, at, at least it, you know what? Let's go to the bottom. Let's get exposed. Let's go, let's let's go to the bottom of the barrel and yeah, then I'm, let's climb on. I up. hear you, Cass, but the year to do that was last year, and instead we made the playoffs. So Jeff, uh, you were not drinking tonight, so cool thing. Uh, hope hopefully your tummy gets better soon. So you Did you have a nice like lemon water or anything? What you sip on? I was just I was just sipping on water, guys. Nothing exciting down here today. I imagine Jeff has little patience for people who have not been not drinking as long as much as we have tonight. So, uh, <laughs> I tried to fight. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. 23 year old who was minding his own business. Uh, I could have taken him. I don't give a fuck if I'm turning 40 tomorrow. That little motherfucker trunk of obesity. I could have taken. Jeff, always a pleasure having you on. We'll talk to you uh, this upcoming Don't come Sunday. to my fucking bar in a Patriots jersey! After the Bears game. Uh, no idea what's going to happen there, but uh, until then, go Bills. Until then, go Bills. Take care. All right, bud. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. I was having a Bells Two-Hearted tonight. It was nice. Uh, I'm glad that the waitress hasn't been around because I don't need another one. I need a beer. There she is. Uh, Suge turns 30 tomorrow, 40. (laughs) Yeah, 30. So uh, the the list of beers that he's consumed is uh, growing. Uh, so we'll come to you now, Cass. So I was super excited because they have a beer by Founders out of Grand Rapids called Solid Gold. It's a premium lager. I went to order it, and I was told, no, during Bill's games, they take that tap and they turn it over to Labatt Blue because it's kind of a similar taste profile. Eh. And I was like, really? Because that's the only beer within that taste profile on the menu that you have, you can't take any one of these deep, rich IPA, stout, double IPA. Like, you can't take any of these other similar-tasting beers and make Little Bat Blue that tap. So then us pleasant people with the very nice palate that have not just Little Bat Blue that we can drink, there's another beer. Coming to you now, Suge. There was a solid uh, Citra hopped Pipeworks IPA uh, that was great. I don't like, I just want to take a moment to say that I don't like when there's a good beer that's high alcohol that bars have to serve it in 10 ounce or 12 ounce portions. Charge me more and charge it in a 16 ounce. I understand there's like, there's like issues, legal, whatever, but I don't care. 
So just, just, I just, it's a good beer, and it, that's what I wanted. And that's, but then I, it was a 10 ounce, and I felt like I was getting cheated. Damn it. But so, also, I had the Bell's Too Hearted. So worth noting that this is the last game that I will have uh, had any alcohol for for like the next month or so. I'm using. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't you do dry November? Or? I'm going to use the month of November as a control group. A uh, little uh, month of austerity coming up, so I won't have anything to offer in this regard on Sunday. Is this part of your P199? Maybe. <laughs> you talked to that guy, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Austin, thanks for the reco. Uh, so we've been. Austin, we got to talk, bro. We've been talking a lot uh, about the plan and the process and everything being done willy nilly. And we're not going to belabor it any further. We're it can't gonna, just be willy-nilly. And we're not going to bore you with it anymore. But uh, the question came up today because of something Cass is going to get into now about where in your life it, like, hey, we'll just be willy-nilly about this. And that just does not fucking work uh, as we're seeing it play out in the bill season here. Uh, wh- how has it played out in your life? Cass, we'll start with you because I w- we have so many thoughts on what you're going to talk about here. So the floor is yours. So I work for a major corporation that has just built a... One of the most <laughs> recognizable brands on the planet. I think it's top three. Coca-Cola and Nike are probably the other two. And you serve one yeah, of those? you just gave them away. But they just built this new downtown office, and it's all about, you know, an open work environment. And so we now all sit in what they call neighborhoods. But in these neighborhoods, no one actually has an address. You just come in and choose your seat for that day. The next day, it could be a different seat. The day after that, a different seat. But you have no place to store your personal belongings. You have no place to call your own. And you know what? You have no chair that you just kind of like work in so that when you're coming in after like a long weekend and you know, okay, I'm going to go and sit in my spot, sit in my chair, maybe, you know, spend the first 45 minutes just surfing the interwebs. Nope, I have to come in, search around, look at, oh, well, who's where? Where am I going to sit? Where am I going to put my stuff? Where's my peanut butter and jelly going to go? This is utterly preposterous to me. I don't know why anybody would think this is a good idea. So does your company then just assume that nobody makes hard copies of anything and nobody's got anything to file or store Correct. or keep around for the next day or Correct. you have to take it all home with you? You take it all home or you can put it in your locker. Fuck that. I haven't used a locker since high school for a reason because I'm not a goddamn child. And, by the way, if I'm going to spend more waking hours of my life in any place on this fucking earth, I'm sure as shit going to make it my own. And oh. we... Oh no! You can't put up any pictures. No, like no. you can't. Like I said, you can't even make the chair your own. I am so vehemently opposed to this. This cockamamie Generation Z, you know, up is down, left is right, male is female thinking. Like this is this is unbelievably regressive. I like it is so, and it is also like way. It's so corporatey, but not in the sense of like, oh, we're just trying to be corporate cool. Like not that kind of corporate. Like the opposite. Like, this is, like, infringing on people's sensibilities in, like, the most authoritative, like, looming corporate way I can possibly imagine, which is when you come here, you're on our terms, none of this is yours, you will do what we say, and you will do it where it fits on 
on your time that we are providing for you. No, this is there's so a reason. Bad. There's a reason when women get pregnant to procreate our race, they nest. Correct. I nest. Like we aren't even allowed to do it at work. And you know what? On top of all this. They chose some crappy Canadian office furniture supplying company. You know what? Can I just get me a goddamn Herman Miller chair? Whoa, whoa, all right. Holy shit. And I just yelled at a fucking Pats fan. All right. So here's my whole thing. You can't just fucking do shit, okay? Corporate America, you can't just walk up in there and just decide, you know what? Nobody hits fucking desks. Desks are somehow humiliating. Desks, the, the presence of desks is reduces the ability to equilibrate all of our employees, and the CEO is the same as the low-level employee. Yeah, you know what? The CEO is making 200 million times as much as the low-level employee. So fuck you. The fact that the person doesn't have a desk is not helpful. Right, yeah. Fuck you. You're not making it any fucking better. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. When have you been in a situation when somebody tried to fix some shit, whether it's bills related or not related? And every, said, every time well, we call bills to do a segment, I know, I know, Jesus. Well, so just use that as yours, okay? When is the last time you just uh, things tried I to keep fix, hearing? There's no something? plan having Bill on this podcast. Yeah, where there was just. We're just going to do this. We got no plan. We have no data to support the fact that this is going to be helpful. That nobody having a desk is going to be helpful because people ain't got no place to put their goddamn lunchbox. Are you on yours now? I'm just saying it ain't right. When did that happen to you? Are you going to... Do you have one to share? No, I'm just angry. Okay, that's fine. I'll I'll take one real quick. Um, So, yeah, Lars, I actually do have one. So... Here's the deal. I was taking care of somebody. It's a doctor. This is some serious shit, y'all. I was taking care of somebody at one of the place, one of the multiple places I've taken care of patients. And I... We do actually, like, r- repeatedly make light of the profound impact that you have on human life no, on no, a daily no. basis. No, no, no. This person, I came down, I was a, you know, a very early level trainee. And I said, hey... Something don't fit. Something ain't right. This is not what you sold me as what's making this person sick. And everything that happened from that point on, they said, no, 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 no. You're just a little shit. You're, you, you, you figure it out, but this is what we think it is. This is what we think it is. Well, it turns out at noon, I went to see that person at like 7 o'clock in the morning at noon, and they were under my care. That, oh, my God. We totally missed something. And I told them that, yeah, that's what I fucking told you earlier. At 7 o'clock in the morning, I told you you missed something. And, but, oh, oh, no, but you're just a little shit. What does this have to do with the process? The point is, is that you can't just assume that the people that are in charge Ah. know what the fuck they're doing. Yes. And that is what I gained from that moment on for the rest of my life. That I will never listen to somebody that Sorry, I so I, think I, I missed the part of the story where you were kind of like still a low level guy. Yeah. Like we're just where we're, where I think that someone knows what to do. Right? You know better. And if you guys watching these games think you know better, and you know, maybe you're wrong, maybe you're full of shit, but at the same time, like 
at the same time, you just have to accept the fact that maybe these guys just fucking suck at their job. Most people do. Right? And so that's the thing is that this person passed away. Oh, geez, this person okay. passed away because they didn't listen. Because they didn't listen to the doctors. Well, because the, the doctors that were in charge didn't listen. Okay, can I go now? Yeah, it's sad, right? Yeah, it's now, extremely sad. It was like a really weird case report in the New England Journal of Medicine. It's really fucking crazy. But at the same time, don't ever, don't ever take that moment to not fucking believe what you believe in, right? And also, don't take that moment to know that you know everything. I'm going to take this in a much lighter direction, if that's okay. Listen, your ass talked about death before. I have. I did. You've taken it <laughs> that, was way last, that was like okay. one of the last primetime okay. games. Yeah, I did do that. Uh, so it's perfect. So one person who hasn't made an appearance on this podcast for a long, long time, but was a regular for a couple years while we were recording at my home, is my sweet Betty girl. Uh, oh, Betty. And for those who don't know, Betty is a 70-pound pit lab mix. Uh, she is, uh, in spite of the fact that I have a son, I'm quite confident saying the love of my life. Uh, she's just an all-around good girl. You, you have a son and a wife. I have a wife, but <laughs> Betty, Betty is numero uno. Uh, I, I say these things because if the, any of this information gets back to her, I just want to know that she's cared about. Well, Betty... If they get back to the dog? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So... When we got Betty, uh, we assumed that she was about three years old. Now, again, a, a pit bull mix, these dogs sometimes have a tough upbringing, and you, and you don't know what you're getting with them. And from what we could tell, we got Betty when she was about three, maybe a little younger, but at that time, we were her fourth owners. And we, we are very sensitive to... The um, system failed her. The system failed her. Fifth repeatedly. times the charm. So we the were her process failed her. We were her fourth owners. Fuck you, process. And so we're very sensitive to Betty's sensibilities. She has. She gets really upset when we're not around. Uh, and one thing that my wife and I diverged on when we first got her was what Betty's role would be in the overnight bed situation. <laughs> And I was very much on board with saying she can sleep with us. And Jackie was like, no, nope, no, nah, I don't think we have a dog in the bed. Well, th th those roles have since reversed quite a bit. Uh, but here's the thing. So I didn't really like think this one through. I had never had a pit bull before. I had no idea how like. Uh, affectionate they are. Uh, what about stinky, slobbery? She, she's not. She gassy. actually smells good. She sometimes she's. So we'll get to that in a second. So it's not that like Betty sleeps on the bed. Betty sleeps in the bed, and she if it's not her face on the pillow, it's her ass on the pillow. So when she gets gassy, guess who? Guess who gets it right in the mouth? Me, every time. And. We have, we have a lot of plans for how we manage Betty, how we feed her, how we walk her, like how much exercise she gets. The one thing we don't have a plan for is what we do overnight. And guess who's tall or guess who takes like the heart? Us. Because I have not slept through the night in five years because invariably I wake up because Betty's too hot. She wants to get out of the covers. She's panting her ass off right in my face or... For whatever reason, she wants to get back under the cover, so she's pawing me in the face, or she has her ass in my face and she just let one rip, or 
like whatever reason she likes to have my feet smell on a particular night so she's just licking me in the middle of the night so like any given night i am awake two or three times during the night because betty just you know betty's trying to do betty and i'll be goddamned if i do anything that's not exactly what betty wants whatever betty wants it but we didn't have a plan we didn't execute it we had no no basis for discipline for how we're going to manage this and now well, now I don't sleep through the night. I don't fucking understand, man. I've been holding my breath for like I picked up the fucking mic so Cassie can't even talk into it. Okay? You got a fucking kid. Yeah. You have a child. Yeah, who's, who's, and the person that is keeping yeah. you up is a fucking pit bull? Well, the last week, no, he's going through another developmental milestone. Oh yeah, so that's some bullshit. You no. deserve all that. But the yeah. fact that the number one the reason the reason that you don't have peace in sleep is your dog but it's her good intentions that's the problem damn it something wrong something wrong something wrong man something is wrong i know but there's no plan there's she, no process she just wants the loving on you she does she wants the loving on no question personal <laughs> do you guys have a queen size bed or queen. a king size okay see y'all need to get you a king size i have an 11 no, pound dog Cassie, that Cassie, sleeps in bed I'm, with I'm us i'm wearing a shoe right now that's bigger than your dog so you have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> so you don't understand. This dog is like a fucking goldfish when it comes to that bed. She will take up as much space as you give her. Yeah, she, you need a king size. She, you no, need a king no, 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 no. She would find. She would find the meridian of that thing. Yeah, no. She you're would, gonna see. She you're would lay sleep horizontally three across of that bed, but at least you got a king size. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I would have maybe an extra inch and a half. It's worth it. It's worth it, man. An, extra, an inch and a half is kind of big. It's been discussed, okay? Get your it's, ass a fucking king size bed. You got a fucking child now, okay. and a dog that is literally terrorizing but you. But now... Get your ass a fucking in, big ass instead, bed. Instead of, like, training the dog, i.e. getting an offense that works for the quarterback, I'm just now buying a bigger bed to manage all of it, i.e. hiring Derek Anderson off his couch. Or getting me a new fucking offensive coordinator... You know my Lucy. Well, sorry, my. Oh shit! You know my daughter has a bed, sitting down next to our bed. She, we just given up. She sleeps in our room now. It's over. There you go. Hashtag uh, get Cassie in office. Well, this uh, has been tremendously uh, fun. Much more fun than the actual game that we're talking about. Find us online, Bills and Beers. Best way to search for us on Google or anywhere else. Uh, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your neighbors. Everybody you know on this podcast. Yeah, and Google and if you're going to go to uh, mybookie.ag, use that promo code BEERS. Ooh, get, I'm betting next week. And get Fuck you, Bears. Down. Can we just do some predictions? I'm going to fucking destroy so the, the Bears. First time the Bears are playing in Buffalo since 2002. Yeah, when Fred Jackson stiff-armed that little bitch. No, that was in 2014. For another time. No, 2002, they won in overtime. I think Travis Henry was the feature back. Travis Henry was a bad motherfucker. Until then, let's go. Go Bills. Go Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna shout.